Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. I'm here today to talk to you about fentanyl. And guess what? It's a downer topic, but I'm going to be quick because I got to go to work. I'm on a time crunch because, well, hey guys, I was getting my hair done. Uh, okay. And I wanted to talk about fentanyl because it is in, I don't know, I saw online that it was like in 40% of cocaine on the market right now, but I couldn't find confirmation of it, so I'm not going to spread that. It might have just been like an alarmist meme. I couldn't find that verified by an actual news article, but there is so much fentanyl tainted cocaine out right now. And I'm sure you've heard about the Hollywood celebrity gatherings where people have died of fentanyl overdoses. And um, in fact, some like Hollywood executive guy, his kid had a party at his house while he was gone. And it happens to be the house that served as the facade for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is weird. But um, the overdoses at that party were caused by fentanyl. There's the one where, uh, comedians and models fucking died at a house party because they thought they were doing cocaine and it had fentanyl in it. And, um, I guess a lot of people, you know, it's a non-issue to them because they think I don't do cocaine or they think that they don't know people who do cocaine. Um, but cocaine is pretty popular. It made a comeback. We didn't leave it in the 80s. People are doing it. I find shitty baggies of it on the ground at my work all the time, which like, by the way, if your dealer can't afford the mini Ziploc bags um, and they can't even afford the good saran wrap that sticks to itself, they're using Dollar Tree saran wrap that barely sticks to itself to package their cocaine. I don't know. Maybe don't do that blow. But anyways, and so like I get super worried about people because like myself, I've never tried cocaine. I'm not going to. It's not my thing. It's very neurologically damaging, but I get it. People do it and I were and everybody that I've talked to who does cocaine and I've been like, hey, maybe now is not the time to be doing it. There's so much tainted blow on the market and they're like, oh, well, I know my guy. I know my source or whatever. And, um, that's problematic. Cause like, just cause you know, your guy doesn't mean that like, you don't know his guy or his guy's guy. You know what I mean? You don't know this pipeline. It's not protected. Street drugs are rarely pure. I think it's like half the X, what's sold as ecstasy on the market doesn't even contain any ecstasy. Um, so it's just, I worry about people. I am America's auntie. And so I wanted to talk about fentanyl in the context of what um, is called fentanyl poisoning, which is that people don't even know that they're taking it. Um, be, uh, and also I should say, everyone talks about COVID to the point of exhaustion um, because that is the pandemic in which we are living through. But right now, fentanyl is the number one cause of death for Americans aged 18 to 45. So it worries me that everyone is aware of COVID. They read about COVID. They have their own opinion or viewpoint on COVID. But um, they aren't up to date on fentanyl, which is statistically a bigger risk to them. Um, so the CDC estimates that half of all overdose deaths are directly caused by fentanyl, adding that the drug kills more Americans than suicides, COVID-19, and car accidents. 
Uh, data from the Families Against Fentanyl suggests that one person dies of an overdose of, from fentanyl every 8.5 minutes. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, pharmaceutical fentanyl, it's a synthetic opioid. Uh, it's approved for treating severe pain, typically advanced cancer pain. It is 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. And if you have ever had morphine, which I have, I can't even conceptualize what 50 to 100 times stronger would be. I can't even visualize it. Um, and I used to work with this trash guy from Boston uh, who shattered his foot in an MMA fight and he was given a fentanyl patch and like he was a drug user. Like he, you know, didn't shy away from intoxicants. And he said the minute that patch was on him, his first thought before slipping into oblivion is, whoa, this shouldn't be legal. Like that it was even too much for him. And he liked pills. Um, so pharmaceutical fentanyl is prescribed in the form of transdermal patches or lozenges. It can be diverted for misuse and abuse in the United States. Uh, abusers figured out how to chew or smoke the patches or they adhere the strips like they cut strips from the fentanyl patch and they adhere it to their gums. Um, some boil the patches to extract the fentanyl and then they inject it intravenous intravenously. Um, how, so that's pharmaceutical fentanyl. Uh, however, most recent cases of fentanyl related harm, overdose and death in the U S are linked to illegally made fentanyl. It is sold through illegal drug markets for its heroin like effect. It is often mixed with heroin and or cocaine as a combination product with or without the user's knowledge to increase its euphoric effects. Uh, it's primarily manufactured in China, um, but also as they begin to outlaw fentanyl analogs um, in China, the uh, instead of shipping actual fentanyl, they're shipping the raw ingredients to Mexico, where it's then manufactured into fentanyl or fentanyl analogs, um, and then comes to the United States. And we're going to pay attention to these analogs because, um, well, fuck it. I'll tell you now. Uh, fentanyl test strips have become a big deal, like test your stash for fentanyl. And the test strips are great. However, they are hit, at miss, hit or miss at detecting fentanyl. So a lot of people will test their drugs. They go, oh, it's negative for fentanyl. They'll do it. They'll still overdose because it's a fentanyl analog, which is a, a chemical that is similar but not exact in structure. Um, even a very small amount, as small as a grain of sand, can kill a user if mixed with another drug. Uh, if you don't have a tolerance, two milligrams can kill you. Um, uh, for example, about the overdose epidemic from fentanyl, overdoses uh, involving fentanyl increased more than 700% in Chicago between 2015 and 2018. So pre-pandemic, fentanyl deaths were on the rise. There was a slight dip at the end of 2019, and then um, lockdown happened. And um, experts, they suspect the lockdown made drug use more dangerous by forcing people to take drugs alone, away from anyone who could res resuscitate them. It also disrupted support networks for people with substance abuse problems. And so, like, 
what's happening is like people weren't able to go to meetings. People, you know, one of the biggest indicators for relapse of addiction is loneliness. And so in the lockdown, we all found ourselves very lonely and isolated and relapses skyrocketed because people didn't have their support network and they felt scared and alone and hopeless, which is why you saw people who didn't even have prior substance abuse problems just really leaning into, at the very least, food and alcohol. Um, So... uh, In the first half of 2021, 90% of all opioid deaths involved fentanyl in Chicago. Um, Many people know one of my favorite TV shows is The Wire, and actor Michael K. Williams died recently. He played Omar. He died of an overdose of tainted heroin that was tainted with fentanyl. It's suspected that Mac Miller's death involved fentanyl. I believe his dealer was just convicted of selling pills that he were knowingly contained fentanyl because like here's the really fucked up thing. People are buying drugs on the black market that are shaped, looked like, imprinted to look like prescription opioids. So you think you're getting an Oxycontin. You think you're getting a Vicodin. But what it is, is it's fentanyl that has been manufactured to look like legitimate med- medication. And like that is so scary because like if my friend was like, hey, I got some uh, Vicodins, do you want one? And I'm like, yeah, like this looks like a pill. It acts like a pill, whatever. But like that shit could have fentanyl in it. Um, so I'm just like, don't, don't fucking take any pills unless they come directly from a pharmacist. You know, I, I'm also have that same feeling about ecstasy as, you know, my aforementioned, uh, stat, like you, you're taking these, these pills, they look like legitimate pills, you don't know what the fuck's in there. And so now you can't even trust something that has like the letter and numbering of a Vicodin because that shit could be fentanyl. Um, uh, let's see. The American Medical Association, which I learned has been around for 175 years, and it's a group of physicians. Um, they argue that uh, it's crucial to decriminalize the use of illicit opioids Uh, And they said there is an urgent need for safe injection sites, which have been associated with reduced overdose deaths when evaluated internationally. Uh, These sites, which are also called overdose prevention sites, they're supervised spaces where users can enter and have their drugs tested before they're given clean needles. Supervisors, they don't help people administer drugs. They're only there uh, present to intervene in case of an overdose. So this is like a serious example of harm reduction where it's like, okay, you could, you bought these illegal drugs. You're going to use them. You could use them at home alone with a dirty needle, or you can use them here. We'll test them to make sure they don't contain fentanyl. We'll give you a clean needle so you don't get HIV or hepatitis C. And if you overdose, we will be there to intervene with Narcan, um, which it's crazy, but like there's places now where like you can pick it up at the library, no questions asked, and you can take classes to learn how to use it because like like DJs are um, across the board, like DJs are uh, voluntarily getting trained in Narcan 
because like if you're DJing a dance party and people are doing club drugs, like chances of overdose are high and you don't want people to die. Just because someone is using illicit substances does not mean they deserve to die because it is still being poisoned when they're consuming a substance they think is one thing and it's not. And that's why it's called fentanyl poisoning. Um, and so the problem with these sites is like a lot of cities are like, oh, we don't want this because it is condoning drug use, right? Like, oh, well, if we have a place where people can use to do drugs, like there goes the neighborhood that brings down the value of the neighborhood. Um, which listen, I used to live in a neighborhood with a methadone clinic and it did bring down the value of the neighborhood because, um, the center of the city where there was a very expensive university would, um, drop off all the homeless people and addicts outside of this, methadone clinic so they could get treatment, but then it just meant we had more homeless in our neighborhood um, because there was no further infrastructure to care for them. And then I'm stepping over heroin needles while walking my dog and neither me nor Frank deserved that. I stepped on a heroin needle once while wearing flip-flops and thank God it didn't go through into my foot, but that was the last time I went out wearing flip-flops because fuck. Anyways, <clears throat> But, um, you know, we need to move forward uh, with harm reduction and infrastructure for homeless and addicts because otherwise we end up living in a city like I live in, which is like basically little L.A., and it's just strips of blight, blight like tents and whatever. And um, it turns out that every dollar spent on a harm reduction center generates $2.33 in healthcare savings. So it actually, even though <clears throat> it politically people don't like it, they don't want to vote for it, but they need to be educated that it actually saves the government money. Creating harm reduction centers will save money because these people aren't being rushed to the ER. Um <clears throat> Or, you know, getting diseases from dirty needles. So uh, it's one of those things where, like, I guess the education needs to be out there so that the populace can vote in favor of these programs um, so people can stop, you know, dying of overdoses and um, leaving their needles where I walk my goddamn dog. Um, so anyways, what does it look like on the streets right now? Well, right <laughs> in L.A., uh, there's a thing... Uh, known as gray heroin. We're all familiar with black tar heroin, uh, dark heroin. And it's there's heroin out there that is cut with so much white powdered fentanyl that it's known on the street as gray. Um, cocaine is laced so frequently with fentanyl that club DJs stock anti-overdose medication, uh, fake prescription pain pills uh, are out there that are in fact all fentanyl. Um since 2018, uh, the New York DEA uh, has said that fentanyl seizures have tripled, um, but heroin has uh, fallen by more than half. So there's less heroin out there, way more fentanyl. Um, and unfortunately, like I guess some providers are saying they have interacted with individuals who are using fentanyl test strips not to avoid fentanyl but actually to seek it out because they want that high and 
which is super weird. But um, if you're an addict, you're an addict. And if you have that tolerance, like I read interviews with people who said they switched to fentanyl because based on like how powerful it is, it cut the cost of like basically, I forget what they call it, but like maintaining. And I had a friend who was on heroin. I forget what the fuck she called it. But like for her, it cost her 30 bucks a day just to stay right, basically. She used to smoke it and you get a better bang for your buck for shooting up. So she's like, yeah, it was costing me 60, 70 bucks a day to smoke it. If I shoot it, it's 30 bucks a day and I can stay right. And by stay right, it meant she wasn't sick. She could go to her job. And so, like, people with severe opiate addictions are like, oh, no, like, I want fentanyl because, like, I can maintain for less money. Um, uh, Other reasons, like, why fentanyl is out there aside from people who actually want it, um, products are cut with it to extend the supply. Obviously, like, you – because fentanyl is cheap – Like, it costs more per gram than heroin, but because it's so powerful, it's cheaper per effect, if that makes sense. So, like, if you cut your heroin with fentanyl, you get get more heroin. Um, Some theories also, because, like, people are like, why the fuck does Coke have fentanyl in it? And some people are like, it's just because these drug packaging houses, like, they don't know what they're doing. They're just like, you know what I mean? They're just, it's cross-contamination. It's not intentional. Um, I was reading this one thing where this lady who like worked in a drug mixing house was like, yeah, I, uh, I scooped the Coke with a McDonald's cup and then I add a McDonald's ice cream scoop or ice cream spoon worth of fentanyl. And I start, that's her measuring system, a fucking McDonald's cup and a McDonald's ice cream spoon. That's how she's measuring your fucking cocaine. So like, you know what I mean? These aren't lab technicians who are packaging your drugs this isn't coming out of a harvard research lab this is just like some dude with some mcdonald's garbage kind of winging it which is how i cook um but it is not a great way to uh mix drugs another reason why fentanyl is in cocaine is uh for this speedball effect because it's like okay if you have a little bit of fentanyl in your coke you can do your coke without gnashing your teeth like it kind of in the same way that people, um, you know, used to do coke and heroin, and I believe that is known as a speedball. I like a suburban speedball, which is a clonopin with a cold brew. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. I do a weed edible with uh, five energy drinks. Um, and that's my kind of speedball. But, like, people are like, yeah, if you get a little bit of fentanyl in your cocaine, you can do cocaine without some of the, like, teeth gnashing side effects of it. Um, and you can do, you know, your heroin without falling asleep. It all balances out. But if that balance is off to any degree or you do one more uh, one more little toot, uh, one toot over the line, you can die. And um, that's real troublesome. And I guess like that's why I wanted to do an episode about it is because it's there's so much out there. There's so much of it out there. And my my thing is if if celebrities, if Los Angeles celebrities are getting tainted product, if known people who theoretically have like the money and the access to higher tier drug dealers if they're getting tainted product, what are the chances that you in your fucking small town in New Mexico are getting an unadulterated product? And the answer is pretty much slim to none. And um, 
I don't like to be like, say, say no to drugs. Like, I think the whole kind of impetus of this show is like about education, making your own decisions, acceptance. And like, we all do shit that's bad for us sometimes. You know what I mean? We all have PMS and eat a bag of donuts alone in our car, or we get too drunk and we have a hangover the next day and we're like, oh, I'm never drinking again. And then we do it. So like, I get, I'm. it's not like a zero sum game where you have to be perfect all the time and you can't do anything a little, a little fun or a little naughty I in fact encourage people to have fun and be naughty um but the point is that perhaps now is not the correct time to be doing cocaine um it just isn't get some energy drinks I like the Alani brand they sell them at Target now uh, but um and so yeah the reason I, I am recording this is because like as things have gotten busier at my bar and we're one of the busiest bars in my city. Uh, it's up to the amount of times I've had to ask people to leave because they were caught doing cocaine or I found cocaine while sweeping up. And um, it all makes me very uneasy because I worry about people. And I think that, yeah, like I said, just because you're using illicit substances you doesn't mean you deserve to overdose or die. And that seems like a very real threat right now. And, uh, I don't want that to happen to anybody. I don't want that to happen to a stranger, uh, or a loved one. And of course, when researching this, all these articles come up with like these parents whose kids off at college and they took a pill that they thought was Vicodin and they overdosed and all they did was take one pill, like, um, and they overdosed and died because that's the, the even scarier part is if you don't have any sort of experience with opiates, if you aren't a habitual opiate user, um, the risk of overdose is even higher for you. So, hey, if you aren't if you aren't doing street drugs right now, don't start. I read about fucking weed being sprayed with liquid fentanyl. Um, thank God I live in a state where like weed is legal and you can just go to a store and buy it like a normal human being, like, uh, which is, this is another example why drug legalization, um, makes things safer for the community as a whole, because it is regulated. Um, yeah, I got like a knot in my stomach talking about it, to be honest with you, like Things have been great at work. We've been super busy. I'm making great money, which is like so exciting because if you've been with the podcast from the beginning, you know that I used to be a broke fucking bitch. And like now I have my own apartment. It's only 485 square feet and my couch looks like it's out of a dollhouse because it's so fucking small because it's the cheapest couch I could find. And it, it, it it's a chair. It's a chair. It's telling, it's set, it claims to be a couch, but this thing's a chair. Like it's, it's small, but it's nice and it's mine. And I have a new car that is like nice and safe and reliable. And like, so I love that things are going very well for me at work because, you know, the more people getting wasted, the more money I make and the better my quality of life is. I have a thousand dollars a month in medical bills. So... <laughs> Mama, mama likes making some cheddar, but, um, as things ramp up and we get busier, the more I see the uglier side of substance use and abuse and, um, it, you know, it makes me uneasy, but you know, these people are making their choices. So 
and they're choosing to give me their money. But I just, I don't, I, I would prefer they didn't do cocaine and die. I would prefer they didn't drunk drive. I would prefer none of that happens. Um, and I would prefer they not to <laughs> grab me by the pussy and yell that I, they meat hooked me and I should uh, feel flattered. But that is something that I will talk about on Patreon. Anyways, have a happy hump day, guys. I love you, and thank you for being patient with my production schedule as uh, my life was in tumult for a little bit. All right, bye.